Hey there. Welcome to our first edition of Everything You Never Need to Know. How are you? Such a pleasant week to be alive, isn't it? Pandemics, riots, and potential global conflicts. How has your day been? Hmm. I don't really care. But I've been told that it's a very nice way to start a conversation. Who am I? That's not really important, is it? Imagine me as your own private commentator. Aren't you tired of being constantly bombarded with kilobytes and terabytes of content? It's like 20,000 pipes are fed into you, each competing to pump information sludge straight into your brain. Are you tired of having to choose what to read or what to consume? Or are you tired of your spouse? Well, I can't really do anything about the last question, but I sure can do something about the other two. Why go to 25 sources of information when you can get all your updates from just one source? Do you really want news anchors shouting at you or would you rather lay back, press play and take things one at a time? I knew it, you're a sane person. Thank you so much for staying. To all those fuckers who closed and exited by now, I really hope a piano falls out of the sky and onto their heads. To those who stayed, welcome to this week's edition of Everything You Never Need to Know. This weekly broadcast will aim to cover topics that you usually wouldn't care about. We want you to do the opposite of news channels and content companies. They give you things you want to hear to sell you ads or products. We give you things you don't want to know because we have no interest in making money, at least as of now. We want you to give this week's update on the biggest news cycle item there is, the coronavirus. We will cover this in three sections. We promise that we will not be sensationalist or alarmist in our coverage of events and ensure a rational toned-down representation of data and factual information which will ensure no panic at all. Like none. Really. That brings us to the first section, This virus will kill you. You must be watching the news or reading WhatsApp or browsing Facebook and you must have already come across the next viral hit. No, it's neither Donald Trump's latest gaffe nor is it about the cat that can recite the Bhagavad Gita. The next viral hit is an actual viral hit and it's not the coronavirus. Did you know the word corona means a garland or a crown? Interesting, right? No? Well, doesn't really matter, does it? Anyways, I'm sure you already know enough about the virus, how it spreads and what needs to be done to contain it. I'm also pretty sure that by now you have enough WhatsApp forwards to fill a room. Trust me, I'm not going to bore you with any of that. I'm going to talk about the truth and the logical steps that follow. In a country where 400 people die of road accidents every day, I completely understand why 20 odd documented cases with zero fatalities can cause panic. Diabetes, road accidents, honor killings, we understand. We know how they happen, where they happen, and how much money we need to throw at them to ensure we don't die of them. However, this corona thing is such a pain in the ass. Because we don't know, not as yet. Suspense is really the true enemy here. You want to know the truth? The secret of beating this disease? Well, the truth is we are already dead. We are losers. We are those gone cases. I can totally hear your mind voice calling me a pessimist. We aren't goners because of Corona. We are gone because of us. Gone because of how we consume and process information. We are gone because for the first time in history, Humanity's continual flourishing will be left to the dumbest, the stupidest and the most ignorant of us and that people is why we will all lose. Let me tell you a little story. It's about measles. 
Sounds like a disease that you last heard about in your biology textbook, right? A far and a distant memory? Measles cost 140,000 lives last year. Mostly children below 5. That's approximately 400 dead kids each day. Isn't that bad by any measure? No, not really. Not even close. At its peak in the middle of last century, measles was killing 2.6 million people each year. That's about 7,000 deaths a day. Measles is caused by a virus whose name and details we'll pretty much forget the exact minute after we read about it. Because who cares, right? But there is one thing that is important to understand about measles and virality in general. That's called the R0 number. The R0 number is the number of people a person with a said virus can infect. If a virus has an R0 number of 2, it means that a person with the virus can infect 2 other people. That's the dumbed-down definition. Ebola had an R0 of 2, coronavirus seems to have between 2 to 3, and measles had an R0 of 13. Some say it went as high as 19. The primary target of a measles virus are the immune cells in our lungs. It enters through the air, infects the immune cells, uses the immune cells to multiply, wrecks havoc in our respiratory tracts, finds its way to the epithelial cells in our noses, and then spreads via cough and exhaled air from the infected person to potential targets. It's so deadly that people who are lucky enough to survive the decimation of their immune systems still have to battle a long time as their immune systems are reset. As in, the immune system has lost its ability to fight normal viruses that it had already battled and won in the past, leaving the recovered victims open to other influenza or virus attacks. There is no medicine. Only way is to be vaccinated young enough that your immune system learns how to deal with the virus when it comes in contact. They talk about bio-warfare and viruses weaponized, right? This is as good as they come. Having said all that, we rallied around the effort. Deaths caused by measles have come down by a factor of almost 20, from 7,000 deaths a day to 400 deaths. This was through massive coordinated government effort across countries and regions. Humanity as a whole stood up and defeated the virus until last year. For the first time in 15 years, there was an uptick in the number of measles cases. The biggest problem has always been getting the MMR vaccine to the poorest of the poor and ensuring 95% penetration. But this was not that. Here is the actual viral killer I talked about earlier. It was because of two decades of misinformation combined with the virality of internet along with sheer stupidity that led thousands of parents deciding to not give MMR vaccines to their children. The parents argued that they did not trust the big pharma. Sure enough, new measles cases started being reported and scientists are now reporting that the strains may be different. This means the virus has obtained a new playground to play and could actually mutate and evolve into a new strain which will circumvent the protection offered by the vaccination all of us have received so far. Do you even understand what I just said? The existence of humanity is left to the worst and the dumbest of us and unlike previous times, Technology allows them to form WhatsApp and Facebook groups and reinforce their stupidity time and again. And that is why we are truly losing. As a society, we have lost because we see hospitals as profit centres, as people who will swindle us. No trust in institutions and the weird yet comforting urge to revert to the olden and golden years where the air was cleaner, the water purer, the food fresher and life expectancy of 30 years. We seek comfort in people and personalities who agree with us. We take the latest WhatsApp forward as the literal truth and the literal truth as just another hoax. And for the first time, 
education has nothing to do with any of this the mother of an infant in a whatsapp group is a gold medalist in engineering and works in a high paying it job and is not convinced about the safety of vaccines and might not vaccinate her kid at all the problem is out in the open we will win this battle against the corona virus we will win the next battle too but we will lose the war we will lose this war as long as content consumption incentivizes virality instead of veracity the r not of a stated proven boring fact is almost zero an r not of a semi lie or a full blown but interesting looking lie is a million that brings us to the end of the first section stay with me here is where it gets really good the second section everybody wins or nobody wins the only way we don't lose this war is by calling out stupidity politely at first and vehemently next if you come across a news have the common sense to read more than just the headline and to understand the mechanics behind it for example you heard this now ask yourself who the fuck is this lady okay she's a nobody but let me google if the numbers and details she's given are sort of accurate but you don't have the time right and that's why we will lose this war the smartest of us have become scrolling machines of content consumption deciding virality in an instant in a heartbeat click and move on for example in this current covid news cycle look at multiple sources understand what the disease is about arrive at a conclusion critique it with reason and logic if it holds good pursue it while being open to additional pieces of news or info that might build or break your logic don't forward the drink ginger water and all is fine forward blindly to 20 people and assume you've done something instead ask the person who sent this to you to explain how the solution works unfortunately in india everything falls in either of two camps nothing matters or every man for himself we saw that during the recent natural disasters that we faced we couldn't give two hoots about what a low pressure system is but then once there's some water logging in front of our houses we are hooked to every second update from the weather blogger or the news channels the problem with this kind of response is the switch unlike natural disasters or man made disasters with infections and diseases they move at both a glacial and an exponential pace at the same time you didn't understand that did you let me explain there was no coverage in the news all these days and then there are banners and 15 minute updates of coronavirus tallies in every news channel now like it's a terrorist attack or a hurricane the nation wants to know who the coronavirus is and if it is from pakistan watch our 3 hour 20% shouting match on this tonight how long are they going to do this people let's get this clear this thing is going to last for months if not years and scientists predict that this will be endemic meaning this will be a disease that will circulate in the human population every year like flu malaria chickenpox and so on this is alarmism and doesn't really help anyone let's talk about the other camp why all this fuss for the common cold 400 people die of car accidents every day this is like nothing that's my ignorant inner voice that logic by the ignorant me is sound but really stupid consider this if you're walking in a lonely road and a rabbit dog runs towards you to bite you will you stop and say hey dog cars cause 400 deaths dogs cause almost zero deaths per day so i'm just going to be standing here doing literally nothing i'm assuming you won't as you shouldn't because the difference is we know how flu works we know how car deaths work how diabetic deaths work we don't know enough about this virus as yet when we don't know it's wiser to defer to the experts and experts are raising the alarm bells 
One of your WhatsApp messages might say, Coronavirus is a normal virus that has also been responsible for common cold and flu for the last 50 years. Be normal and don't panic. The other WhatsApp message might say, This is unprecedented and will bring upon a new way of living and working. Buy enough food so that you can survive quarantine. The thing is, both of them are true. Because the truth is slightly more nuanced than two lines or 20 lines. Let me now illustrate why this switch from one end to the other is very harmful. The medicine store in the city you live in is probably out of hand sanitizers, big, small or travel varieties. The same will be true of any medical store near you. Why is that? Why is that a commodity that almost none of us even bother about suddenly goes out of stock? There was a WhatsApp news cycle in which it was told, use hand sanitizers to prevent corona. A fraction of the people who read that message flipped and stocked up on sanitizers. Some people bought 30 to 40 500 ml bottles. You might say, it's their money, it's a free market. What the fuck is your problem? Well, there are two problems with this. One, there were still bars and liters of soap available in the medicine stores and soaps available in every single Kirana store. Soaps are way more effective than hand sanitizers. Doing one minute of research would have shown that. Why would you stock up on a less effective solution? 2. Lowest common denominator. The second reason is why we will suffer. If not now, in the future for sure. Viruses and bacteria don't differentiate between rich, poor, healthy, unhealthy, literate, illiterate, racist, sexist, misogynist, etc. Million people stocking up on a lifetime supply of hand sanitizers Rubbing their hands every other minute and drinking ginger water won't matter if there are people who are going to be vulnerable. As long as there are people vulnerable to this disease, the virus will be with us and will eventually run its course through the population. You chose to protect yourself by stocking up and emptying local drugstores and other shops, causing people who need it the most to become a lot more vulnerable than they already are. This increases the rate and duration of the spread, which ironically increases the chance for you the person who stocked up on sanitizers and other essentials to get the very disease you were trying to avoid in the first place. Sort of counterintuitive to what we've been taught in our lives, isn't it? Run the race. Winning is all that matters. If we don't help every single person cross the finish line, then all of us lose. Helping everyone is the only rule here. And now, to the third section, Edge of Chaos. Our general day-to-day -day routine, aided by technology, has us taking for granted many things around us. It is certainly true that we've made immeasurable progress. But we also need to be cognizant of the fact that we're usually only a stone's throw away from chaos. Every single country's data has shown the number of cases doubling every week. Unfortunately, our minds are not equipped to understand what that means. We cannot understand exponential growth. Imagine an apartment building of 100 people. If you're one of those 100 people, and let's say, you're following the news on the spread of the virus in your building. Day 1. The anchor says one case. Easy peasy lemon squeezy. Day 2. Two new cases. Ain't nobody got time for that. Day 3. Four new cases. Chill man, car deaths, pollution, flu, and so on. Day 4. Eight new cases. Okay. Got to take the ginger water and stock up on those sanitizers. Day 5. 16 new cases. What? I can't go out now? Why is my throat sort of scratchy? But I do have amazing immunity, you know. Day 6. 32 new cases. I need a ventilator to breathe, but what about all those sanitizers I used? Day 7. The entire building's population is infected now. 
point being things escalate and escalate quickly and when they do the weakest of us senior citizens people with pre-existing conditions and weak immunity get affected the worst imagine you live in area x imagine the population of the area to be 1 lakh people the latest data suggests that there are approximately 200 hospital beds in your area either in one big hospital or at smaller clinics but totaling to 200 data already suggests that hospitals are currently running at 60 to 70% utilization that's 140 of 200 beds already occupied for surgeries heart diseases fractures diabetic ailments and so on so that leaves us 60 beds 60 beds for 1 lakh people this is a recent government's go all out warning people to take necessary precautions and for you to not panic because when the disease starts to spread and make no doubt that it definitely will they want to ensure that the curve is as flat as possible to not stress the healthcare system because when the healthcare system snaps everything truly snaps if there is an incident rate of a conservative 5% in the 1 lakh population that's 5000 people infected with the virus if 3% need isolation and medical assistance that's 150 beds twice the number available right now which means heart surgery stop diabetic treatment stop everything stops for us to come through this unscathed we need to have a scientific mindset in absorbing information have a contingency in place and at the same time ensure our contingencies and planning are community oriented if you see people sneezing tell them to cover their faces if you see a whatsapp rumor in a group respond in the group and ask the sender to verify veracity sensational headlines breaking news banners and screaming the name of the disease will only make things worse if you start sprinting in the first 100 meters of a marathon you're going to collapse within the kilometer stay alert but not anxious inform yourself be open to being educated and educate others as needed jonas sorg just the nobody who let the development of the vaccine that eradicated polio said when things get bad enough then something happens to correct the course and it's for that reason that i speak about evolution as an error making and an error correcting process and if we can be ever so much better ever so much slightly better at error correcting than at error making then we'll make it this brings us to the end of this week's edition of everything you never need to know until next week